Welcome back, moms, to the Moms for America podcast. I'm Debbie Carlitis, and I'm so honored every week to join you and talk about important subjects that help us as moms in our journey and with our family, because we want to do the very best job we can training our kids. So um, this is going to be really uh, a great podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with a wonderful woman, a great mama that I met um, actually through social media. She became a fan of Moms for America. I became a fan of her group. And she has a special ministry called the Whatever Girls. Um, she felt it was extremely important, and I say yes and amen to this, to have a resource to help moms educate, encourage, empower their daughters through the teenage years. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Our daughters through the teenage years. So if this is a topic that you think is going to be helpful to another friend, please share this podcast with them. Um, again, our, our every all of our information is on momsforamerica.us. Erin will be sharing information for her organization. But we're all working across the scope here to make sure that we're empowering and encouraging our moms in their journey. So um, moms with teenage daughters, Erin said, I'm going to go ahead and start a beautiful ministry. She's the founder and president of the Whatever Girls. I'd like to welcome Erin Bishop to the podcast today. Thanks, Erin, for coming on and joining us. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. So, Miss Erin, tell us a little bit about your family. What's the Bishop family like? Well, we live in Spokane, Washington, and my husband and I have been married 20 years. We actually, last year was our 20th anniversary. Congratulations. And 20 is a milestone for sure. Yes, and we have um, two kids. Our son is 17 and our daughter is 23, so do the math. I have a blended family. When I was um, 21, I got pregnant with Grace. I got married at 22 and divorced at 23. So I had a little bit of a bumpy start to my life in that regard, but God showed up in my life in some big ways. And here we are all these years later. This is what I love about meeting the mamas when we have a mom or, or the dads or the, the, you know, but it's nice to know now started out a little rough, got pregnant, young, single mom, divorce, and, and, and those are just testimonies to what God has done in our life and how we have gone through the journey for his glory. So, um, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about this. So tell us about the Whatever Girls mission and basically how that got planted in your heart and why you said yes to this. Well, it got planted in my heart when Grace, my daughter, was about to enter middle school. I've never been one to follow the status quo. I don't think that we need to be trapped by the circumstances of our culture. It's really intimidating to be a parent right now. It is. Gotten worse since I started the ministry about 11 years ago, she was about to start middle school and I wanted to be really intentional about raising her up so that she knew that her worth came from God and not from her friends or boys. And so after some consideration, I decided, decided to start a small group for her and her friends. And the verse Philippians 4, 8 was really on the top of my mind. Um, and that is whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. We can't control the culture, but we can control our thoughts, as scripture tells us. And because mm -hmm. our thoughts impact our emotions and our actions, I just rested on that. As, as and a, therefore, the whatever girls. 
and therefore the whatever girls. So that's what guides us. And then um, I, I invited these moms over to join us and they were excited. And so I started this before she started middle school in my living room, only with the intention of serving my daughter and her friends. And here we are 11, 12 years later, and we're a worldwide ministry now with multiple chapters across the country, serving not just middle school or excuse me, teenage girls, but also elementary age girls. Because as I've gone through these years, yes. it's just more and more evident that even girls in elementary, like first grade, second grade, they need this foundation in their lives. And moms need to be, um, moms are the most influential in their daughter's lives. Honestly, they're, that's right. So many studies show that girls are um, not only connect with their moms on an emotional level and talk to them about things, but also they're kind of their number one social buddy. And, and, you know, my daughter and I have a lot of fun together. We watch mm -hmm. movies, but by, by knowing those things about the mother daughter relationship, it helps us intentionally build equity in our relationship. And so when our daughters do get older and struggle, we're generally the first person that they come to talk to. I can say yes and amen to the things that you just mentioned because my daughter and I are our buddies um, and we do rely on each other on, on a certain level that only mother and daughters, that relationship is just special. God intended it that way. But I just love the scripture, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, excellent, admirable. I just, first I was like, what does whatever girls mean? You know, whatever, you know, it's such a great spin on a scripture that is so powerful. So let's talk about this intentionally discipling our daughters. Right. Right. It's critical. In fact, Titus two um, tells the older women in the church to mentor and teach the younger girls, but we should be doing that with our daughters. And so um, we can either let our kids be discipled by us or by the culture. And I think right. our audience knows what the answer is to that. And so that's become a big focus for me lately, even years after starting this ministry is discipleship and apologetics, because mm. our need to know why we believe what we believe and why it's important because they, in these formative years, they are trying to figure things out. They're trying to please their friends, but if they have a deeply rooted system of faith that they understand and can defend, they're going to be all the more confident in defending their faith and resisting various types of peer pressure or messages from the culture. Absolutely. It's a tough world right now to be raising. I mean, it's, it's tough to be a parent. It's tough to be raising girls in this, in this culture, in this climate. Um, I, there's something that you said on your website, I thought was really amazing. It says moms be a courageous role model because it takes a lot on the moms to really do it right. None of us are perfect, but to really say yes. And there's never a moment off. There's never a battle that you give up on. There's never a moment you walk away. You have to be courageous. It encourage the moms in their role. Right. Well, and I will say too, part of being courageous, Deb, is being willing to put yourself out there as the unpopular person in your daughter's life. If it means you're protecting her, there's that uncomfortable tension when we know mm -hmm. that our daughters or our sons are unhappy with us because we refuse to budge on something that we know is for their best. And we have to not give into that and, and be people pleasers ourselves because right. when 
compromise our values, it sends a message that our values aren't as important to us as we tell our kids. And so another part about being a courageous parent is relying on God's word. We need to be in our Bibles every day. Um, there's been years where I will would have just read my Bible when when I when it was convenient or if I needed to look something up. So still pretty regularly, but up until a couple of years ago, I wasn't super disciplined with reading every day and it's been transformative. And so it's helped me as a mom be more confident and rely on God mm -hmm. and on his word. And then just taking my thoughts captive too as a mom and relying on scripture, the truth that we find in scripture to lead ourselves and lead our families. And we know if, if we're not in a good spot, our house is in a good spot. Right. It's true. Because, right? So mom's building yourself up and finding your your truth and in, in, in your I mean, Julene, our, our other vice president talks about, you know, the importance of mamas being in a good spot because they're the ones that have to train and share and encourage and empower. And it makes a difference in our home and our relationships. So yes and amen. Um, in fact, this morning, I did another podcast this morning. What I read today in my quiet time was what he um, quoted. So it's just a re, re, reaffirm, it, it re, um, you know, it, it affirms how God is, teaching us and encouraging us and inspiring us. And, and just today, I was just blown away by that fact. So how do we encourage them in their, their, their own faith walk and their own individuality, I guess you could say, but yet being such an involved mom, I, I've had the same thing happen to me where someone will, my kids will say, well, you're the only mom that, and I go, well, good. Chalk that up on my good, my, 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 um, my board of stars, because I like that I'm, you know, taking and, and shame on the other moms. And I, and I kind of say that not flippantly, but we have to be engaged and we are the ones that are going to say yes, no, maybe wait, but how about encouraging them in their faith walk? Well, I would go back to, again, making sure that they are disciplined in their spiritual life, that they are reading their Bible and saturating their minds with things that affirm their faith. And another thing, you know, back to being intentional, this ties in with the faith, is that we need to remember that our kids need us to be present. I remember several years ago, one time, my daughter came up to me and said, Mom, Luke and I feel like sometimes your phone is more important to you than us. Mm. And so I, I mean, I felt very convicted because we do get distracted. Our phones are so distracting. I mean, even when we think we're listening to our kids, but we've got our phone in our hands and are mm. flipping through Instagram or Pinterest, they know that we're not fully engaged. And I'm not suggesting that our lives revolve around our kids in the way that we drop everything for them all the time. But by showing them that we are actually interested in what they have to say or what they're wanting to talk to us about, it builds equity in our relationship with them. And so just being available is so important because they're trying to discover who they are and having a solid, yeah. just one way to affirm um, a solid family background for them. And so I would also just encourage moms to look for ways to be taking care of themselves. But also, I think I talk to a lot of moms that say, boy, I'm just so busy. I don't have time to do this or that. And I'm sorry, I get that, you know, we are tired after work for those that might work outside of the home and you're managing your home. But the 
there's been so many times I've looked back and seen pictures of my daughter at a certain mm -hmm. age. I would have spent more time with that girl at that age. The time goes by so fast. And so I just want to encourage moms. It's a short season and we have to sometimes a short season know to me time so we can say yes to we time and put the Netflix aside and focus on the most important thing in front of you, which is our kids. We all think we're so connected because we have this false connection, right? Or Facebook or this, or we're texting, you know, my mom's like, I text my kid all day. Okay. Well, that's not, that's, that's a false connection. It's, it's, you're connected in some manner, but it, it, it's just really weird. It's weird for parents as much as it's weird for kids. I guess they've grown up with the technology, but a lot of us, this is kind of a new, this is still new. I didn't grow up. My mom wasn't texting me, you know, when I was 12, my mom was like, you're going to be home here. You're going to call me when you get there, you know? So we're, we're connected, but we're disconnected. Yes, we are. I, I agree. 100%. We've never been more connected and disconnected at the same time. We've traded the convenience of communication for authentic relationships in some cases. And then unfortunately, as you've heard, um, our phones are dangerous gateways for people who want to harm our children too. Yes. So we have to be as parents, very diligent and back to being unpopular about monitoring their screen time. We had a situation several years ago where our daughter was playing a game on her phone and someone started messaging through the game app. So parents beware that some of those games have communication centers and this person was grooming her. Sure. And um, we have to just be so careful about who we allow our kids to talk to and what platforms we allow them to be on. And one of the things I did for the longest time was be the keeper of the passwords. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's our, it's our kids. We have to be so vigilant in protecting them. We do. And it's getting more and more intense. The difference between in seven years between my oldest and my youngest, I mean, is, 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 is shocking. It's yep. absolutely shocking um, how aggressive um, the technology is and how much I have to be on and how much my husband had complete accountability. And we just keep telling them it's because we love you and because somebody isn't going to come in here and destroy you. Right. It's our biggest job ever is just getting you over the finish line and knowing that we've done all the best that we can. Um, but it is, it is very, you know, we, we talk a lot about these challenges to moms. Well, one, I think moms know that there's a ton of challenges because they're seeing it in their home. They're experiencing it every day, experiencing it every day. But we have to just encourage them. And I think the number one thing that we always say to moms is take your rightful spot. Be okay with fighting the good fight in your home. Be okay with there being a little bit of tension in order for there to be goodness. And I always kind of, is it now that I talk to moms, I say, listen, with social media, with phones, start at the bottom line, because you can always relax on it. But if you start with, here's your phone, here's your world, go get them. It's very hard to cut back on it. So we've done it very, very strict on the front end, knowing that we are a partner and we're watching and we're cued in. But we, we've talked to a lot of people about the grooming that's going on now. And everybody thinks it's not going to happen to their kids. And when you're talking about teenage girls, this is the point in time where are they most susceptible to someone coming in and really just devastating their entire world. Absolutely. And even younger, I'll be honest, because I'm surprised how many elementary kids have cell phones right. with 
with the games and the the apps and things like that. And they're just looking, these predators are just looking for someone who is either looks like they could use some more attention. I mean, or somebody that likes to party or something like that. They'll, they'll, they've got grooming techniques. And so we, yeah, we, we have to be vigilant with that. Some of the things that some resources that you can offer the moms now that they're listening to build the relationship with their teenage daughter. What are some suggestions? What I know, please, we all need to be in our Bibles. We need to be praying through our days throughout the entire day. We need to be talking about our faith principles in our home. What are some other tangibles that we can do along with our faith walk inside of our home? Absolutely. There are so many. In fact, the number one thing I would suggest for moms is to be um, intentional about building community, especially a multi-generational community. So I love that. Yes, there are our older generations have so much to offer with wisdom and experiences. And we we have to um, take advantage of that. And we do. So our, whatever girls groups are designed for moms and daughters to go through together. And it's simply um, studying God's word, but also having fellowship and, and teaching our girls how to read their Bibles, going through different studies, but also showing them on the other side of their screen, what authentic community looks like and helping them be surrounded by good, solid friendships. I mean, I remember as a young girl that I would make the wrong decisions because I didn't want to be alone. The fear of being alone or sitting at the lunch table by yourself is enough to drive a girl to hang out with the wrong crowd. But if she has one solid friend, just one solid friend, it can make all of the difference. And so our whatever girls groups help find those friends and keep them connected. Because again, back to the peer pressure, if a girl is feeling like, well, I'm the only Christian at school, Mm -hmm. then she probably not going to be very confident, but if she knows she's got another girl in, in her class, that's also a believer, they just, the, they sharpen each other. And Absolutely. so groups are important. Um, moms can reach out to us at the whatevergirls.com slash groups, and we can help them start a group or find a group in their area. Um, we just created a resource, 48 conversation starters for mothers and daughters, so I love this. Yeah. So it, it sounds really simple, but we, we went through these questions and a lot of them are very, um, simple, basic things that you just ask someone like, what's your favorite pizza topping? Or if you could go on a vacation anywhere, where would it be? But it also talks to mom, what were your big struggles when you were my age? Or what is something that you would like me to know? Um, it opens up that time for conversation so that when we do have a season in our life where our girls have more serious issues, we've built equity. And so they know that they can come to us and talk to us about stuff. So they can download that. If you go to the whatevergirls.com slash subscribe, just sign up and we will send it to you. But it's a great, a lot of fun. And we also do, um, we have blog posts. We are working on getting our podcast back up. Um, We've got great guests that we kind of like Moms for America, where you've got just different guests that offer wisdom in certain areas. And then we've got um, online Bible studies and just various things that we think that cater to not only moms, but dads too. Dads are massively important to a girl. Yes, we need the dads. They, they relate to their daughters in a different way than moms do, but they affirm girls in, in so many unique and important ways, like with their confidence, their mental, physical, emotional confidence. So we want dads to know 
that they're really important too. And unfortunately, the media really degrades men a lot and emasculates them. But we believe that it's important to inspire dads to be the father that their girl needs. And so there's resources for dads too. Oh, I just love what you're doing. I, I, you know, we talk about encouraging our daughters, but the moms have to really be encouraged. And if we can bring our resources together and say, you know, everyone's in a different spot. Everyone's in a different place in their journey as a mom and in their home. So um, thank you so much. I, and, and I know it sometimes it sounds, you know, conversation centers. I mean, there's a lot of moms that are having a hard time even asking their daughter, you know, what would you like for dinner? <laughs> because, yeah. you know, maybe it's stressful or maybe there's situations going at the home or they're worried about them or their, their relationship is, is, um, not in a good spot because the mom is taking a stand. So there, all of these things together really help us um, reach out to our daughters because a lot of times it, it, it is a challenge. I mean, we've all been there. Absolutely. And just like you were saying, they, they lead to other conversations. And um, I will just also add with moms taking care of themselves spiritually and emotionally. I know a lot of us moms have walked through some difficult challenges in our lives and I think the best gift that we can give our kids is to be emotionally and spiritually healthy and mentally mm-hmm. healthy. Just, I would encourage anyone that's struggling with issues is to do the hard work to get healing in areas because as a younger mom, I carried around so much anger and frustration and I didn't like who I was as, as a mom. I was very angry and short with my kids and I by no means have it figured out now, but it just really helps in, in, uh, in your home to be in a better place as a mom. Right. Well, our cottage meetings are doing a great job with helping our moms in their journey too, because we have to have a strong foundation and mamas have to be in a good spot. Um, not perfect, but we have to be in a spot where we're able to, to be a mother and yep. to be a wife and uh, to mentor. So again, it's the whatevergirls.com. Lots of great uh, resources available yes. for our moms and yep. our, is there mentor and train up their teenage daughters, which can be a very challenging time. So another great resource for our moms. Thank you. And Deb, I forgot to mention one other resource, which I've mentioned to you before is our America vision trip. So next summer we are- When that happens, we want to get that on our website. Yeah. So moms just be aware next summer, we're planning a mother daughter trip for girls 10 and up. We're going to be studying America's biblical history. America is a Christian nation, no matter what people try to tell you. Um, We're going to be studying that and traveling to Massachusetts, um, Plymouth, Massachusetts and Washington, DC. So be on the lookout for that too. That is going to be incredible. I think I'm going. I hope you do. (laughs) I think I'm going. I bet you Vivian wants to go on that too. All right. So thanks so much, Erin. We, um, we appreciate you coming on and talking about uh, the Whatever Girls. I hope our moms get a chance to stop by your website and plug in and use you as a great resource in their journey as motherhood. Well, I sure appreciate it. Thank you. I love Moms for America and what you stand for. And I think that there's a lot of great possibilities for us to collaborate in the future. Thank you again. All right. Thanks, Erin. God bless your family. We appreciate you stopping by. I'm going to close again with that scripture because I think it is truly beautiful. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Yes and amen. So remember moms to stop by our website, momsforamerica.us and uh, 
sign up and join, sign up for our newsletter. We've got uh, a conference coming up. We've got cottage meetings all across the country. We've got an incredible amount of resources that we think can really help you as you are a mom and beautiful mom in your home. And remember, we are moms changing the world one home at a time. Thanks, moms. We'll see you soon.